Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio, show number 232. We've been going five years now. I think I'm trying to remember what what day we started. It's uh, somewhere at the beginning of December or thereabouts, so uh, it's probably our anniversary soon. Uh, So today it's Show 232, the Employee Experience Boot Camp. We're going to be talking about an event that's coming up in February next year. And it's um, come about in a fairly unusual way compared to the average event, I think. You'll agree when you hear. So we're going to talk about that quite soon. So I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm a social engagement consultant working with the Engage for Success movement leading on digital. The Engage for Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private, and third sectors. If you go to our website, engageforsuccess.org, you can use the link at the top of the page to join our newsletter list, and we usually email out uh, sometime uh, over the weekend. If you tweet, please share your thoughts using our hashtag, which is hash E4S, that's with the number four. And also come to LinkedIn, you can join our group if you just do a search in the LinkedIn groups for Engage Success, that should come up there. Or you can go to the top of our homepage, all our social media links are there. So my guest today is Magdalena Grasser from the Employee Experience Bootcamp. Hi Magdalena, thanks for joining me. Hi Joe. it's a pleasure to be here, thank you. And tell us where you're calling from. I'm currently calling from Lisbon, from beautiful ah. Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Portugal. And that is where your event is, isn't it? Exactly. It will be in February here in Lisbon. Lovely. So tell me a bit more about you and what you do, and then we'll talk a bit about the, the uh, event and the project. <laughs> so as you might be able to tell from my accent, I'm not from Portugal myself. Uh, I'm from Austria, and that's also where I did my bachelor's in business administration. And like most students, or basically that was my perception, I didn't really know what I should do after my studies. So I joined a student organization where I soon took over a leadership role and organized my first conference. And I have to admit, that's where I got hooked. I don't, if you've ever organized a conference, you might know the feeling that you get extremely nervous before and during the planning, but once it's done, it's, it's the greatest feeling ever. And that's also when I realized that I'm absolutely passionate about people development. Because as I said, I've been leading a team, uh, one with five people, one with six. And it was just the greatest thing to see them develop and thrive. And um, that's when I decided that I wanted to go deeper into HR management and uh, organizational development. Um, However, after my studies in Vienna, I decided to take a different track at first. So I started as a marketing manager as Um, in Brazil for an NGO. Then I moved to the UK where I did business development and sales. And only after that, I came back to HR management uh, when I moved to Germany and worked at an organizational development department, followed by an internship at a global career leader um, department at Mercer in Germany. And I was lucky enough to meet very interesting and inspiring people throughout this journey. And they shared my passion that I had for people. And that's why I decided I wanted to uh, start my master's degree in HR management in Lisbon. And that's also where I met Diana. Uh, She is the founder of the Employee Experience Conference, as it was called in 2016. 
And after getting to know each other, she asked me if I wanted to join the project as the host for this first edition, which I gladly accepted. So that was when I started to engage with the project. And it turned out to be a huge success. So it happened in 2016, also here in Lisbon. And we had around 200 participants. It was a wonderful experience for Diana and me, but also for the participants. And after it, we sat together, as I said, there's still so much adrenaline after such a conference and we decided that we wanted to do it again and that we wanted to take it just a step further and have a second edition and that uh, turned out to be the employee experience bootcamp. Wow, so I'm just thinking about the concept of a, of a European event and the diversity of the people that, that you get there and you've just <laughs> told me about all the different uh, countries that you've lived in <laughs> and studied in. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to have any problems with language barriers, are you? <laughs> Not really, and even if the language turns out to be a barrier, you just find another way to communicate. So it's always, always interesting and fun. <laughs> so, so, so tell us more about the the project as a whole. So it, it it's the second event that you're running. Where did it come from in the first place? Um, as I said, I just had the impression during my studies that there's so many students out there that just don't know what they want to do with their future life. But I think one thing they all share is the fear of not finding a job that you love. Like for mm -hmm. me and Deanna, for example, there was just this constant fear that you would go into a job that you just absolutely dread going to. And job, like work is such a huge part of our lives. You spend around 90,000 hours of your active life, more or less at your job so we were both just afraid and I guess that made us also join the student organization and that's where for me the realization struck that there's actually a chance that you love your job like the main purpose of this organization was to develop entrepreneurial and responsible young leaders by getting them out of their comfort zone and leading by example and even though I was not always passionate about the task I was doing at hand the organization had such a strong strategic narrative that you just kept going like there were so many intrinsically motivated people that did not get paid anything for their volunteer work but still spent around 20 hours per week because they believed in the purpose of the organization because they had we had this strong team culture and everyone led by example and tried to achieve their best so I think for me that was the moment where I realized um, that organizations can be like that that there is a place for everyone, basically, and you just have to find the organizations that fit to you and what you expect from a company. And also, mm -hmm. um, like, obviously, as I said, I started my master in HR management, and after getting all this input on theory and organizational development, I realized that all organizations have this potential of actually developing in a great, into a great place to work, because sometimes it's just these little things that you have to change in order to make life so much better for everyone and I think that's really also what connects our team and it's only four of us so we need this strong team culture but I think we all share this passion for people and the common belief that there is a place for everyone and that organizations can be great places to work they just need to work on it a little bit sometimes mm. so yeah. that's when we decided that we want to help organizations to develop to their full potential and make like with our initiative make people happy and we also found out that especially in portugal um 
the businesses are not really aware yet of the employee experience or what the whole concept is about. So in our first edition, the main focus really was on building awareness and showing companies why it is important that they start paying attention to the happiness and engagement of their employees. And in our second edition now, we wanted to have still a strong focus on awareness, but uh, giving people more the tools on how they actually can shape their companies and also how they can treat their employees better. Because as I said, I believe it is extremely important for organizations to pay more attention to, especially the yeah. employee experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I said at the beginning it's a, a sort of a fairly unusual way to, to, to for an event to appear. And just to, to be clear for people uh, listening, that all four of you in the team all study together. That's where this, this came from. <laughs> exactly. We're all four from the same uh, university. One girl is from the marketing master. The rest of us is from the HR master. Mm, yeah, so, so you know, not something that I don't think I've ever come across <laughs> in, in the UK. Um, so uh, re really interesting to to hear that that's what you're doing. And and uh, looking on your your website, you you describe yourselves obviously as uh, young professionals um, and with disruptive mindsets. You've particularly mm -hmm. got on your uh, your team page, and um, you know you've you've already sort of touched on that a, a bit already. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, as you're all sort of thinking in a different way about how organizations need to work with their their people moving forward what what do you think the future of lo of work is going to look like it's you know it's going to be different mm -hmm. for for you than than it has been for for us older people <laughs> what do you think it's going to look like um <laughs> yeah i i think I, like we say disruptive on our website because we were not comfortable with the word at first, but then we started talking to people and we do have some working experience and we saw that even though many people are already aware of the changes that are happening in the world as it is, because there are many trends impacting already how work is done, for example, the demographic shift or talent scarcity, that many companies still don't change the way they are doing business. Or for example, in leadership, um, many, like we all know that alpha male leadership is over and that um, just being told from top to bottom what you're supposed to do doesn't engage anyone, but still there are many, many managers out there who still act this way. So um, I think how work will be different for us is that sooner or later, more organizations will realize that they can't do continue the way they are doing it. So I think many organizations will move more towards uh, organizational resilience or more network-based approach. So what I mean with that is there will be more strategic adaptability. So the responsibilities and also where information uh, gets gathered will move down from the top like C-suite more to the bottom uh, where people are working with the customers, for example. Um, because usually what happens is decisions get made on the top and then get slowly dribbled down, but where the real sensors are, the people who can tell you how the business runs, it's the employees. So I think one thing yeah. will definitely be that organizations will start to listen more to the employee voice because they start mm -hmm. realizing that they can't function in another way. And also, I think agility will be uh, a major topic, which is also connected with uh, giving down responsibility uh, to the employees. So I think businesses will have to allow leaders and employees to take measured risks within uh, their span of action and also uh, give them the chance to adapt and respond quickly to the changes that they, uh, that they meet during uh, 
during their working time, so to say. But this will also mm -hmm. need uh, some form of robust government, so accountability across all the organizational structures and with a culture of trust and more transparency that allows um, people, as I said, to take these measured risks and, um, and help their organization to thrive. So what I basically want to say with that, for me, I think I will have hopefully more responsibility, but also more freedom in a way when I will be doing my job. So mm. talk, for example, um, moving away from the Taylorism where you were just doing one specific task for all day long. I think future of work will be a variety of tasks, of tasks where you have a larger span of control, which also requires you to have a different skill set, of course. So I think we will be moving um, away from the from some of the skills that are now required, because also we will be supported by technology, obviously. So I think um, the skill to be uh, adaptable or to think in complex structures will be necessary also for the young people entering the workforce now. And mm -hmm. also, I think there will be a huge change in how leaders um, interact with employees. So I think there will be some form of a breach between that classic role distribution where leaders give you the tasks and then check in on you to more uh, pull approach where employees approach their leaders if they encounter problems that they can't solve themselves. So more of a coaching based approach. And um, yeah, I think also one important uh, topic that will come up or is already very strong is people analytics. So especially in HR, I think um, there will be a stronger movement towards digitization and digitalization and also to people analytics, uh, which has already happened in marketing, but HR is unfortunately lacking behind. So I hope that many organizations will update their employee value proposition enhanced by the people analytics and the forecast that they can uh, drive from that. Yeah, yeah. Great. That, that's um, a really good summary of, uh, of how things are changing, uh, which we uh, do talk about a fair amount on, on the show, uh, never quite as succinctly as that. So thank you. Um, so tell us a bit more about the the, the uh, actual event and, and you know who's mm -hmm. going to be there and, and what the attendees or participants can expect when, when they come along. Because, it, again, it's quite a different experience and well you've called, called it employee experience and, and and actually for the delegates it's going to be quite different from from having looked at your agenda so tell us a bit more about how it will run <laughs> i hope it will be quite different so no but obviously we can't give the answers to all of the um questions that people might bring regarding the employee experience um because we will have a variety of organizations there so looking at the participant list from last year and also uh to the people who have already subscribed we have uh hr uh, professionals from multinational corporations to the startup ceo so it will be quite a diverse crowd and our goal this time is actually to prepare HR professionals and business leaders to find solutions that fit their organizations and their business reality. So I think from our side, it would be also rather arrogant to assume that we can give them the right solution. But what we can promise um, the attendees is that we want to challenge their mindsets and change their mindsets into becoming more proactive uh, to drive the changes in their organization. 
And we want to do that by providing them the right methodology. So we invited a strategic design thinking agency to design the workshops with us. And during these workshops, our main goal is it to not only help the participants to reach a solution for a predefined problem that they came with, but also to teach them the methods and the tools so they can apply it later in their own organization. And also what yeah. we want to do is give the participants the space and the time to actually think about the issue. Because as everybody knows, during daily business, you're just uh, busy all the time. You're basically firefighting and trying to keep up with the tasks at hand. So you seldomly have the time to actually sit down and think creatively about the issues or let's say solutions that would help thrive your business. So we want to give people that one day where they only focus on the employee experience and hopefully find solutions for problems that have been nagging them for so long. And last but not least, we want to give them the chance to connect uh, with like-minded people. So we really thrive or really try to um, to get the spirit of collaboration into the conference. We have uh, a team building where we want people to interact with each other as much as possible. We'll have a networking gallery where people can, again, exchange their experience, uh, share how their day was at the conference, etc. Because we believe that um, this is not something where you have to be competitive about. This is not uh, employee experience is something that we all can share with each other to create something better in this collaborative mindset. Because I think one of the um, things that HR will have to change also in each and every business is this uh, thinking in silos where every department just thinks for their own good. Um, and this is our way of kind of trying to break this old um, mindset of just thinking for the better of your own team and organization to think more holistically and more integral. So, um, but of course we can't completely go without content input. So we invited three experts. Um, the first one will be Tiago Mouche from Corn Ferry. He will be speaking about HR and employee experience trends to make sure that everyone's up to date and knows uh, exactly what we're talking about. Um, because as I said, we have quite a diverse crowd and after that, we'll have Kathy Brown from Engage for Success. So uh, that's also Kathy where... Brown. <laughs> yeah, the famous Kathy Brown. And She'll be feeling she quite be... old. I've just looked at all the other people involved. <laughs> We're not millennials. <laughs> no. <laughs> not She's very young at heart, though, me. so she'll fit in fine. <laughs> exactly. I met her at an event in London, and she was just brilliant. So we were so lucky to have her. And um, she's just a great addition to, to the three keynotes. We were really happy to have her. And she will be talking about the future of work. So um, obviously also the, the four enablers. So we're looking forward to hear what she's going to say. And last but not least, we'll have David Green from IBM Watson Talent. And he will be talking about how people analytics can enhance the employee experience. But that's basically then all the talking that will happen from our side. Because, uh, as I said, what we want uh, people to do is actually get out of the passenger seat and into the driving seat. And I don't think this can happen if you just sit a day long in a chair and listen to other people's best practices. But you have to actually do something by yourself, like really learning by doing. And this is why, uh, after the third keynote, the participants will move into these design thinking sessions, into the team building and into the networking gallery to really... Um, get their hands dirty, so to say, and work on their own solutions. 
yeah. It sounds amazing. It sounds, as you say, a really nice balance between uh, sort of absorbing information, uh, you know, being sort of given out, and, uh, and as you say, thinking and getting involved yourself. So um does look really, really good, and, and the sort of quality of people that you've got um, facilitating and so on as well, uh, you know, looks looks, looks very good. Uh, did you want to talk about the profile of your facilitators at all? Um, yes, of course. Um, we have, or we were lucky enough to get four amazing women from here in Portugal. Uh, one is Clara Celestino from Microsoft. Uh, we have Ines Pimentel from L'Oreal. We have Margarita Calado from IKEA, and last but not least, Soraya Mendez from CITEL. All four ladies have uh, extensive experience in the HR department, uh, have already worked uh, with employee experience, uh, journey mapping, for example. And on the, like we invited them, and they were all so passionate about our course that we are really happy to have them here. However, they have the strict instructions not to give any content input uh, during the design thinking sessions, because as I said, uh, we want the we want the participants themselves to come up with the solutions. I mean, of course, they are allowed to share their experience if they feel it's appropriate, but they will not hold any presentation. They will not do um, company presentations or whatsoever. They will facilitate the process uh, to help the participants grow through working together on the solutions that uh, that will fit to their company. So um, we're really, I'm really looking forward to see um, how this process will work out. Yeah, yeah, it does look excellent. And how do you think things will, will develop from here? Is it something that you're going to continue to run? I guess your course ends at some stage. Will you hand over <laughs> to, to the, the even younger people coming through, or how does it work? <laughs> Well, we're lucky enough that we're not fully attached to university, um, even though we met at university um, and the first event was quite closely uh, related with our course. This one is really an initiative from our side. So um, we're not yet sure if there will be a third edition of the Employee Experience Conference, uh, because uh, our goal is not to change the world in one day, so to say. Like We know an event can be a powerful starting point for journey, but change is happening slowly and progressively. So what we really want to do is get people thinking on this one day. We want to, as we say in our slogan, we want to start the workplace revolution and we don't want to make it happen on this one day. So if we manage to change people's mindsets already with that one day, that would be brilliant. And after the event, we will see, or we will assess which initiatives will be necessary to further drive our cause and further change people's mindsets and challenge them into making change happen. So, for example, what we're doing at the moment is we're building a blog um, with different articles on the subject. We're trying to engage as many people as possible uh, on a contributor basis. So not only participants, but sharing um, articles, sharing interviews, um, getting involved with us because we want to grow this community. So even though we can't say for sure, as I said, if there will be another edition, for sure it won't stop at this point. Um, we're yeah. just not sure how precisely it will continue. <laughs> so I've been just been looking at the blog actually while we've been talking and uh, found the one that uh, the blog that says five reasons to come to the employee experience boot camp. So I'm not going to test you by asking you what it says, <laughs> but I can tell you what it says. 
<laughs> so firstly you're saying if you don't know how to convince your organization about the relevance of the topic you should come because there's experts um that will be there obviously with that content and obviously the opportunity to talk to other people as well so that i can see being good um the bit you've already said about not having enough time to be creative you know that as you say you're, you're quite often uh you know frantically trying to do the job as it were and not having that time for thinking so that's obviously a, a, one of the uh, reasons to, to come along um, mm -hmm. needing some practical examples uh, yep. which again as you said that whole community piece helps with that doesn't it um, and mm -hmm. finding connections with other like-minded people as uh, you say you've built in your networking specifically I mean events are good for that sort of thing anyway aren't they but actually to have that particular time built in um, really gives people that opportunity to to make those connections doesn't it um, but then you can tell me the last one. It says, would you like to explore one of the most charismatic and vibrant cities in Western Europe? So come on, tell us a bit about Lisbon. Why should people come? <laughs> it's just such, a, such an amazing city. I can't even start to describe it. And I have to admit uh, guiltily that it wasn't even on my inner land map uh, two or three years ago. Like I was never thinking that I would actually move to Portugal, but... Um, as it happens, I started my master here, and this city is just fascinating every day. It's such a beautiful, beautiful place. We have brilliant weather. Um, I mean, it's December yeah. now, and we still have around 15 degrees. Um, you can Ooh. go to the beach still and go surfing. It's incredible. The people are open. They're friendly, even though they like to de describe themselves as very, um, uh, how, how can I say, uh, very sad sometimes or like they have this feeling of longing all the time but yeah they like to suffer together as they say but they're <laughs> open to, to, to foreigners and just such warm and, and welcoming people and the city if, when you walk through the streets there's just always something that you can see it's not like Paris or London where you have these, these signature landmarks or sites that you have to see but it's more about the atmosphere of the city when you walk through and have a coffee at one uh, cafe at the street or sit on a on a viewpoint and enjoy the sunset it's just the whole vibrance of the city that makes it so fascinating and everyone who hasn't traveled here I can only recommend it like I'm sure some people will hate me for this now because it, Lisbon is getting overrun by tourists at the moment because more and more <laughs> people realize how beautiful it is. But I think um, if you haven't been to Lisbon or Portugal in general, it's definitely a must-do for everyone who, who enjoys European cities but in general enjoys traveling. Lovely. And for those people who like San Francisco, according to Startup Europe, it's the San Francisco of Europe. I don't even know what that means, do you? <laughs> it, I think it mainly comes from uh, from the beautiful bridge that is st uh, standing the river. It looks a lot like the Golden Gate Bridge. Ah, um, that'll be why then. <laughs> and also, um, Lisbon as Rome is built on seven hills. So um, also, if you like hiking, you can come to Lisbon because there is just a hill at every street where you can climb up and they also have the trams like in san francisco that go up these hills so ah, right yes yeah that will be why <laughs> lovely <laughs> excellent well i'm i'm tempted now so uh lovely so how can people find out more about the employee experience boot camp and get in touch with you 
Um, so first of all, just check out the website. There is a lot of information. As I said, the blog is there. Um, also, how you can interact further with us if you're interested in writing an article for us or if you want to become an ambassador and share, share the information or just um, the ideas that we're spreading. You will find everything that you want on the website. Um, obviously, uh, you can, we're happy to see you on the 8th of February with us in Lisbon. And if you want to get a pre-taste of what we will be talking about during um, the event, there will be a free webinar on the 13th of December with David Tong. He's a consultant from IBM, and he will be talking uh, about the engaging employee experience. So he's working closely with the IBM Smarter Workforce Institute, and he will be talking about um, the latest research finding that they have. Um, we're also on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, so if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're happy to just uh, interact with everyone who is interested. We're having loads of uh, great calls with people all over Europe um, who share the same vision, who share the same interests. So for us, it's already a great journey. We're looking forward to talk to anyone who is interested on uh, interacting. Lovely. Thank you, Magdalena. You've sold it very well today, I have to say. <laughs> I hope so. It does sound like a great day in, as you say, a lovely a lovely uh, city and, and country as well, but uh, just a really sort of innovative uh, day for people to learn about uh, the employee experience. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Joe, for having me. And just to let you know, next week, Joe Moffat will be back, and she'll be talking with Alice Streetfield, who's the Employee Research Director at ORC International. I think that's their, their third uh, radio show this year. Uh, and they'll be talking about five ways to create an inclusive workplace culture. So uh, catch us again next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.